0: Welcome to the There's More podcast. I'm Karen and I'm Rachel, and we're helping women dream bigger, pray bolder, and live empowered. And I know that sounds funny the way I just said it, but really that is what yeah, we're doing here. Yeah, and, and we're today excited. we are so honored to interview Stacy Eldridge of yeah. Wild at Heart
1: Ministries. And I mean, love you long time, Stacy Eldridge. I, I was like, this is crazy. I've been talking about this woman for twenty oh, wow. plus years, reading their books, and she just like. Man, it is it is rich. It mm-hmm. is a rich podcast. If you've got wounds that you're like, I don't know why I feel this way. Well, I can't get free of this way yes. of thinking and feeling. Yes, it. and self hatred is kind of your story. I just I feel like Stacy is just enlightening. And then at the end, do not mm-hmm. miss. Do not miss this activation that she does at the end. It's so powerful. Yeah. Welcome to
0: the There's More podcast.
1: Well, friends, welcome to the There's More podcast. I mean, Stacey Eldridge is here. I just feel I'm like shaking on the inside. I'm kind of nervous. Like, I mean, little hero. I mean, I was reading their books 20 years ago Mm -hmm. when I was married to my late husband. He read Wild at Heart and he was like, Rachel, we cannot have a baby until you read this book. You don't understand boys. And I was like, you're right. I had a sister. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. And I Never played an organized sport. I was just like, I was, I was just not, I had no concept of what it meant to be a boy. And, Mm. and anyway, he was like, you've got to read this book. And then he was like, and I want you to read Captivating too. He read Captivating before I read it.
0: Wow. Anyway,
1: so precious. I just honor your ministry. Golly, we love y'all so much.
2: Oh, thank you. And I love meeting people who read Captivating when they
1: were 12. (laughs) (laughs) I was not 12. I can tell you that.
2: (laughs) I'm really honored to be with you, gals, and I love what you are doing. just thank you, God. So thank you for having me and getting to spend this time with you and every listener today. I
1: love it. Will you you tell everybody just a little bit of your history, you know, a a short synopsis of your story and how, you know, you and John met and and how you learned what you've learned, really, because I, I do think, I know you can do it like fast, but. But and Can then we'll get so? to the fun stuff. We'll get to the fun stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Well, I um actually met John when we were in high school and we met him in drama class. I met him in drama class. And the first time I met him was when I was responsible for taking role. <laughs> and he came up and took my hand and said, Stacy, love. And I said, What do you want? Well he wanted me to not mark him absent as he ditched the class. So <laughs> oh my that gosh. was our hello. And we were friends all throughout high school, although we were neither one of us was walking with with Jesus. We didn't mm. and we were party buddies. We mm. would get together and do that. Wow. Um, so that's kind of that's that's my story is dive, doing a deep dive into the underbelly of the world. Mm. And uh, when people, if the, if you saw me, you would not recognize me. Yeah. You wouldn't know me. I um, was deeply involved in the world of drugs, sex, alcohol, and um, really came to the place of living or dying.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, my mm. friends
2: were drug addicts. They were cocaine dealers, and they were worried about me.
0: Wow. So
2: yeah so there really came a point in my life of what end it or is there any is any hope and that's when john really came back into my life Mm. and he had become a christian which was the biggest 180 it rocked our town that this man became a christian wow and i was hungry for spiritual things and that was what began my journey to jesus um that was serious so when i was 21 I gave my life to Christ, and really it was just a prayer of desperation. Yeah. And I had a Bible in my house at that point, and, um, and I opened the scriptures. And this was one of those times where Jesus just came, and my eyes fell on Matthew eleven twenty eight: wow. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. And so my salvation prayer was falling on my knees and saying, I am weary. Exhausted. Come for me. And gals, before that, I had actually tried to clean up my my act physically and addiction wise. And I could not go twenty-four hours. And after that prayer, I suddenly realized that it had been two weeks since I had taken any drugs or done anything. So it was a very it was a miraculous intervention of Jesus. It was it was a rescue. It was a him reaching down and yeah. saving someone who needed. So he cleansed me. He freed me. He saved me. And he introduced me to my husband. Wow. so <laughs> wow. we we began getting together and doing Bible studies. And um wow. oh my goodness, just dove in with both feet to wow. with with Christianity, with wow. Jesus, and with a a relationship with him got really involved with Campus Crusade for Christ. Oh, you did, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, Lived yep. with a bunch of women, so it was really grounding in the scriptures. Really yeah. good. Wow. And um, and we got married when I was twenty-four.
1: Wow. He was young.
2: twenty-three. I married a younger man. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Cradle the well, uh, way to do it. Church,
2: really active at church, and we looked really good on the outside. We were kind of like the model couple. We were mm-hmm. young. We were on fire. We were serious. But although God rescued me from a lot, there was a lot of unhealed wounds that I needed addressing. Yep. So when we got married, I was pretty much a walking
0: disaster who loved God. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, was sure I can to totally go. relate. How much further sure do you want me to go in this story? Yeah, I of- love it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it, it's interesting because I have my 20s were just marked by just a total run from God and just in the world and and. Doing all kinds of things that, you know, brought me so much shame, you know, that I called freedom, but it was all I was doing was putting me in bondage. Right. And, and like you had a journey of yes, receiving the Lord, getting really on fire and looking good, you know, the good Christian, but yet just instill so much bondage to anxiety and shame and insecurity and all that. I'm wondering what did that, how did God, cause I know there's people listening, they're thinking, well, that all sounds great for her. But, you know, you're still they're still grappling with feeling dirty and feeling, Mm. you know, like trapped in this body of can't escape their own self-condemnation. How did that Mm. freedom come in that area for you? Mm.
2: Well, Karen, I want to say that it's an ongoing process. Yeah. So I want to say to those women that you are not alone and that there is mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where we're at. Jesus has never and will never turn his face away from yeah. us. There was one particular day where he came for me in, in um, this. And it was, I was a young mom, young children. I'd had a terrible day. I was not the mom I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not pretending like I wasn't. It was It was a failing day. Yeah. And it was the kind of day where my husband, John, got home from work and I said, tag, you're it. Yeah. And I left. Um, it was better that I wasn't there anymore. So <laughs> I ended up going for a walk. And, and basically this time in my life, I was failing in every external area. And I felt like a failure as a woman, as a human being. Yeah. yeah. And I would acted to my children in ways that I never wanted to act. So I'm out for a walk. It's a Colorado night, winter gorgeous clear sky and I'm captivated by the stars.
0: Mm.
2: And so I just started cap- just complimenting God on the job he did. I mean, mm. he did a really great job with the stars. So mm. I, I said, well done you. This, <laughs> These are beautiful. You did a great job on these. And in my heart, I heard his voice for probably the first time. I heard him say, I'm glad you like it, my darling. Wow. Okay. Um, a couple of things. <laughs> Is that okay that the God of the universe just called me darling? Like that's not any of my wheelhouses. Yeah. And then second of all, that in scripture? have you seen? Yeah, have you seen how I've been living? And you're calling me that? Mm-hmm. And I I so I went home that night that before is. bed. I just grabbed this Bible and opened it up and my eyes fell on Song of Songs, 115. How beautiful you are, my darling, right? And I went, it was you. And that was the beginning of a journey to know that. I may be the last person on my list that's easy to forgive, Mm -hmm. but he has. And when he looks at me, he really isn't looking at me through the veil of my sin or the shroud of my past or some canopy of failure. Mm -hmm. He's looking at me through the blood of Jesus, and he says, how beautiful you are, my darling. Mm -hmm. I see no
0: flaw in you. Mm -hmm.
2: I see no flaw in you. Mm -hmm. So to begin to like risk believing that. Yeah, Like just even take the risk to come into agreement with heaven, right. with the God of the universe and what he says versus what I've said or what other people have said or or what the world is saying and say, well, what, what do you say? Well, you say there's nothing out of your purview. You say that you will forgive everything. You right. say that I'm beautiful. You say I'm chosen. I'm wanted. I'm delighted. And I needed to marinate my
1: heart. <laughs> yeah.
2: And what he said and mm-hmm. says. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And
2: That was the beginning of a big shift.
1: Hey, friends, we absolutely love creating this podcast for you. And if you want to help us continue to do that, we would love your support. In the show notes, you'll find the link or you could go to net. Thanks so much for listening. It's, I mean it is it is Karen's story like I'm like like, songs. is Karen talking like this is so, I oh, mean I like he that. said three words to her I'm crying I know cuz he, he called her the beautiful spotless bride she'd Come read on. song of songs the night before and then at church yeah. they were like we're doing a wedding you know we're doing a a women's conference and we need your wedding dress and she just moved her wedding dress that night and and she was so confused because
0: Song of Songs oh. was so dirty. You know what I mean? Like it was so risque. Nice. And she comes out of a. Well, and I think what's fascinating, crazy. like the thing I heard when you first started talking is that he has been forgiven much, loves much. It doesn't say he's been forgiven much is a great forgiver, although that does happen. But he has been forgiven much. Yes. There's such a washing, a, a deposit of love that's needed to be able mm-hmm. to actually forgive yourself. It's yes. one thing to believe he's forgiven you, but it's another thing to actually forgive yourself. You know, I don't know. There's just some, there's like a distinction almost there. It's and so and I just think there's, you have the reason why love to me, the banner over you is love at the band that the love is what you, is your message because you've yeah. experienced this incredible forgiveness. So, yes. so ta- talk to us a little bit about, you know, I, I, Stacey, I just think sometimes it's so hard for us as women to love ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say to a woman who's just so struggling to like herself, to love herself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it, it's just, again, mercy. We each woman can say, I am the most difficult person to love. We know our internal worlds. Yeah. We, we present the best face that we can into to our lives but we on the inside feel unlovable we feel lonely we feel if you really knew me you would run for the hills right (laughs) and that i'm pretending that i'm not the real deal so i think the the first thing just to say um you love god yeah that is real that is real yeah um so I think the core thing and our heartbeats are the same in this, <laughs> is that our identity yeah. is the foundation of everything. Yeah. And we yeah. have to be rooted and grounded in our identity because yeah. again we are all living with messages that were delivered with painful blows mm-hmm. throughout our lives and they have done harm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good news is that Jesus is the healer. The same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. So he is still up to it. And we're not going to be done until we see him face to face. So again, mercy. We are on the road. Yeah. We are already and not yet.
1: Stacey, I know you've, you, I mean, obviously the mother wound is something that you are very passionate about. and You teach on a, a lot, actually. What would you say for someone who's kind of grappling with self-hatred? Because I do... There are, I I do feel like there is something about mother wounds that, that tend to trigger that in us. And so Mm. for, for someone who's like, what does that even mean? Do I even have a mother wound? What is that? Can Mm -hmm. you kind of speak to your journey of like identifying that? And then, I mean, everybody's, I mean, I've given my kids wounds.
0: None of us are exempt. If you had a kid, like you're, you're, it's just part of it. And then even just like with a mother wound, how that impacts, how you see the trinity yes
2: Mm, you guys such good questions (laughs) we talked uh, for many years here at wild at heart about the father wound being because it is so core the father bestows identity names us but the mother bestows self-worth yep and self-esteem and she's the one that that lets you know from the womb in the womb. Whether you are wanted, how she felt about being pregnant translates right. to you. How, what her emotions were during during that time. Blood and flow. Every mother goes through anxiety. Every mm-hmm. mother. So again, no one is exempt here. And there's even studies that show that when a mother is feeling anxiety, her blood vessels constrict, and yeah. her her in her developing baby is not getting enough nourishment. So there are questions that we come into the world with. Will I get enough? Do I matter? Will they come when I cry or when right. it's more convenient? Mm. And those questions are answered every day yep. that follows. Mm. And it's the first three years of a person's life that are the most critical in their formation of selfhood. Right. Wow. So um, no mother does this perfectly. Right some mothers do it horrifically and we need attachment we need to be attached and the primary person that provides that to us is our mother even if we're in child care all day long it's our mother mm-hmm. who provides it and that eye to eye left eye to left eye contact mm-hmm. and we get so much um, information about that if, if children are attached to their mother primarily or to their parents they have a higher self-esteem, they live longer, they're more healthy, they have less social problems, less emotional problems. Right. It is a win-win. Right. And you can know then that if they're not attached, the opposite is really true. And if you had an unattached parent, mother, you might feel like you are not enough Regardless of however much you accomplish, or yeah. what other people say, right. you have this inner need for a desire for more and not being satisfied. Mm-hmm. So this is where mm-hmm. the king of glory comes in. <laughs> because David writes, I am satisfied. Yeah. I am like a weaned child with this mother. Weaned means satisfied. I'm yeah. full. God's first name is El Shaddai. It means many breasts. Yeah. It means the one who satisfies abundantly. So God wants to come and know us and mother us yeah. to know that we have everything that we need. And you all know Dallas Willard. One of the last yeah. things he said before he died was that he wished that he had written more on attachment. Oh, wow. Because that is salvation. The core of salvation, it's attachment to the living God.
0: Mm, that's good. So
2: regardless of whether we had it or not and the impact that it had on us or didn't, we can have it now, increasingly as we delve in and rest in the love of God, who is our Father, who mothers us? Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you think we've we've always kind of taught that Holy Spirit kind of plays the role of a mother. Mm. Is that yeah. what is I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, you're saying Father God, so I'm wondering, like, do you, do, what are your thoughts on Trinitarianism and, and, and the roles that they play in the circle dance, I guess is the question.
2: Circle dance is really lovely. Well, when you think about what a mother is meant to do to comfort, That's right. guide, nurture, mm-hmm. protect, teach, instruct. Yeah. That sure sounds like the Holy Spirit to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And God, I don't see, well, the father is the father. Jesus took on our humanity forever as a man, but we women are made in the image of the living God. That's right. So, so God, Trinity, I don't see as having a gender, but being the source of gender. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good. Yeah. Wow. It's I love those, that. Stacy. So Stacy, one of the things that, um, that I heard you recently talk about, and I'm, I'm not sure how old the podcast was. I think it was fairly recent, but that you had taken off a year to explore intimacy with the Lord. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Stacy, I was up. like, we're ready can for I, our year. year? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. The, there's more podcasts. We'll be pausing for the next year. Um, oh I, I mean, there's just a, everything in me. I just know that that the intimacy with the Lord is the solution for everything because with intimacy is love. And it's, and it is the yearning. It's the love yearning in my heart saying, I want deeper intimacy. I want to know you Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell me, can you tell us, what did Mm -hmm. that look like?
1: Oh, I want it again. Uh,
0: (laughs) We give you permission. Take 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 another year. So
2: this was 2019
0: and I actually
2: got eight months. I I stopped um, in May and it was reading a quote that said, when you're, weary rest don't quit oh, and man. those felt like my two options mm-hmm. to wow. walk away or to really and trust everything that I was doing to God and, and mm. rest. And that's what I needed. So I entered into my Sabbath with questions, my sabbatical, but um, he wasn't interested in answering any of my questions. Wow. What, he, what he wanted simply was for me to rest, mm. to play, for him to minister to me with beauty and refreshment and times of quiet and solitude.
1: Mm.
2: But But yes, intimacy is what was my deepest yearning Mm -hmm. there's been several times in my life where i've said there has to be more there has to be more to this christianity that i'm experiencing and um and they love that title
1: actually we love that (laughs) there is more
2: (laughs) there is more so which caused me to dive deep and so in in, um, in that year it was a time where Okay, I'm going to put times to it, but I don't want this to be like, if you're really spiritual, this is what you do. This was the opportunity given to me, my God. Mm -hmm. So I could have, and I did have, three to four hours with Jesus every day alone. And in that time, to press into his heart, to encounter him, to experience him. When when God says... um, in Hosea, I'm going to be my people, I'm going to comfort, and you will know the Lord. The word there, as you know, is yada, mm-hmm. Y-A-D-A, which is an experiential knowing. Mm-hmm. It's a tangible knowing that changes you. It's a knowing like, I know my husband. I know the sound of his voice. I know the look in his eyes. I know what a tone means. Mm-hmm. I know what makes him angry, but mm-hmm. makes him laugh. God wants that with us, mm-hmm. and it's available. So for me, what it looked like was going in. I have a room. I used to have a closet. Now I have a whole little area <laughs> that's just devoted to Jesus. I don't have conversations in there. I don't read books in there. This is wow. worshiping Jesus, and that's it.
0: Wow.
2: And prayer. So it's a consecrated room that at this point people can you can feel him. It's wow. a it's a his presence is there. So I usually would play um, an instrumental. Yeah. Worship soaking backgrounds, mm-hmm. have time in the word, maybe listen to another teacher and then sink down into my heart where Jesus lives to meet him face to face. And there's people talk about ascending because um we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. And Jesus says, come up here. The mm-hmm. father says, come up here. <laughs> we have a right to go in our privileged position as his daughter's. But it means for me, my terminology would be to sink in, to go into the depths of my being. And I would literally sink into my chair, mm-hmm. to sink into his presence and love him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, actively release everything that I was carrying, but whatever it was, sorrow, concern, joy, yeah. love him there. Yeah. I love you, God, and ask to see him. And then I began to have encounters with him where that are wild and beautiful and treasures (laughs) in my heart. And John and I teach on them now about our hearts being outposts of Eden. Yeah.
0: Because
2: we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It is where Christ dwells. And we get to go there. We get to go and play in the garden of our heart. We get to walk in the cool of the day with Jesus. And my life began to be transformed again. The atmosphere in our home changed. Wow. And, um, oh, just the deeper things of God. And if you can see it's because it's the love of him. Like the more, you know, him, the more you love him. right? And that's, that's who he is. So that sabbatical was, it it was good in every way. I learned that. Um, so my go to my broken cistern is food, but not to the point that it's just a, and there's reasons for it. There's a story there and there's Tons of mercy there. Yeah. And I also found that I didn't need to go there as much because of being satisfied, satisfied of drinking deep of the the well of the living God. So um, trying to bring those practices into my life when I have to, I work at a ministry while at heart and I have to be here, you know, I got to be here. So me and I'm not a morning person, but um, (laughs) I love it. It became a, a joy and it's something that I look forward to. I'm gonna give one other thing of something that is a rhythm, a part of my daily practice, is to have communion every day. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and I would I mean, you know just from Amazon delivering yeah, me a little yeah, channels totally. <laughs> <laughs> and just surrendering and having sharing it with Jesus and mm-hmm. just as a practice of cleansing and aligning and
1: mm-hmm. um so good. I see. Just
2: fell in love with him all over again.
1: Hey friends, we are so honored that you are listening. We just wanted to share with you a couple of things that might help you in planning for 2024. We have Father's House Bible Study. You probably have all heard us talk about that, but we are offering one day conferences and we also have a new Bible study that we are coming out with called Whisper that teaches you how to hear the voice of God. It is very interactive. We have had so much fun and we would love to bring it to your church in the spring of 2024. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, oh God,
0: can we do that? Uh, Um, Okay, I I have so many questions. Yeah, right, we can, we we can do this.
1: So I I have a question. I'm gonna ask what you you had. So you wrote Captivating 20, how many years, 20 years ago? Um, Yeah, I
0: think it's
2: 20.
1: 20 Mm -hmm. years. What has changed since that book? I mean, since she stole wrote, my question. I know that, that it was your question, but I was just—I was—that's what I said. I'm going to ask this question. Yeah, I'm so curious because, like, I, I'm sure, like, even like what you believe about God has changed. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be some significant, like, shifts. I know in the last 20 years for me, everything I believed is upside down. Yeah, for both I mean, of us,
0: it's like
1: you cl- clearly the book has not. I mean, it's still so Trans- relevant, but I, but our our thinking has been transformed, and I'm sure yours has too.
2: Well, I know that there's more that's available for us to experience, but um, doctrinally, nothing. Nothing. Gosh, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> we, we, I, we had, had a, a lot, lot of wrong fix. beliefs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I guess she did write a book, so it probably wasn't that. We had a lot. No you know, wonder how it's
2: changed. Is yeah. what it's like to be a woman is what's changed. Mm,
0: Tell me that. The world
2: that we are living in is so much harsher on a woman's heart, even than it was 20 years ago. Wow. There was no social media 20 years ago. Right. There was no getting online and being shredded. There was nothing that our daughters are having to live with and Mm. navigate. There was no question that I'm saying um, you're created either as a man or a woman. That was not some, like, far-out thing to say. Mm-hmm. There, The world has changed, yeah. but Jesus hasn't changed. Now, would there be things that I would rewrite? Yes, because I think there was many things that are in there that uh, were misunderstood. And when I read it from another eye, if you had a
0: different slant,
2: oh, I see why they thought that. Oh, uh-huh. no, that's not what I meant. They couldn't uh-huh. hear my tone of voice. They yeah. couldn't see my face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the and, hard thing about the written word is tone. I mean, my kids it always think tone. I'm shouting on my text. I'm like, y'all, I'm just, I'm just to the, just the point not. person. <laughs> 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 I'm just St- writing in all caps. What, what is your problem? <laughs> Stacy, one of the things you wrote, you said often the hardest person to fight for is yourself, but you must, your heart is needed and you must be present and engaged in order to love well and fight on behalf of others. Without you, much will be lost. Mm. Yep. I think it's beautiful.
2: Yeah. And isn't it true? Like, just, just, you know, we are so quick to see the glory and the beauty and the goodness, the value of everyone else's life. But to be able to turn that to ourselves and say, well, actually, I matter. Or he feels... He loves me, not just because he has to, because that's his job, but because he actually loves me. It's really difficult to believe for yourself. So yeah. even in this moment, as people are listening, I pray for a divine revelation. And this is true. And that Jesus pulls back the curtain of your hearts to know that you are the object of his desire. Right. Yeah. You are the one who sets his heart on fire.
0: Absolutely. So
2: it, it does. it does actually take a revelation. It does.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So Stacey, real fast, because we, yeah, I know you partner with inner healing and have done inner healing. I'm just curious, like, what does that look like for you now? Like, do y'all facilitate inner healing? Is that kind of the way that you've gotten these heart wounds dealt with? Because I, I mean, I know you've done a lot of work on yourself to get to the place to even be able to write Captivating. So what does that look like? What is your journey to healing? And if somebody's listened to you and they're like, oh my gosh, I hate myself. I don't love, I have a mother wound. Where would you say, where do you help let someone start? What do you, what do you recommend? Oh, yes.
2: Let's begin. <laughs> you know what? Basic 101, write a journal. Start a journal and write just honoring what, what your emotions are, mm-hmm. what you're feeling. That's There's good. so much power in telling your story honoring the story of your life and doing some story work and finding a trusted person, friend, or counselor. I'm a big believer in counseling Mm -hmm. and and just being able to have someone else's eyes on the story of your life. Because to us, it was normal. It was my life. But then you have somebody else hear your story and gasp in horror. You go, wait, what?
0: Right.
1: Yeah.
2: So there's, there's body, soul, and spirit and God wants to address all three.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So there may be physical things that need tending in your body. There may be um, biochemistry things that need tending in your your body. There's certainly soul things Mm -hmm. in your story, and there are spiritual things. So the ongoing process of healing for me looks like Taking long drips of drinks of water in various places. Um, mm, I've been in counseling a few times for extended periods of time.
1: Yeah, same.
2: I um, have some um, chemical issues, so I take antidepressants, mm-hmm. and it's not a failure of right. my part. It's not a moral thing. It's actually what I need, and I'm a. Big believer that every Christian needs to go through
0: deliverance. Yeah, me too. There are
2: there are historical and generational things and mm-hmm. things playing out in our lives, doors that have been opened to the enemy that we didn't open, that we yeah, didn't right. know about. Totally. Some we did know about and some right. we did open, but all of them can be addressed in the kingdom of God. And so healing yeah. and deliverance and freedom is available. And it's ongoing, okay. God yeah. may uh wake me up with something, or I may have an encounter with a person that makes me feel, I feel very young inside. Or it triggers a response that is an old response. Right, And it's an opportunity for Jesus to come and to bring me more healing and even to bring healing to that little girl Mm -hmm. and bring her, integrate her
0: Mm -hmm. back
2: into my heart where Jesus lives. And there's just more and more more available. So it's, you know, I'd love a one and done. I've been there. I took the pill. I took the class. Really? And
0: what, what? But no, that be nice?
1: yeah, no, no, <laughs> this is a journey. There's no destination. Yeah. I hate to tell you. Yeah. It's just more I'm levels. I'm so glad
0: you asked that question because, you know, just, I just think you painted such a great picture for everybody that just the fullness of it. It's not, you know, it's it, like you said, we'd love the magic pill and it, it's just not like that. It's a journey. But the great, amazing, amazing news is he's Emmanuel, God with us. Yes. And every step of every moment he's with you and he's, you know, I think for me, I've just so realized he's leading me into the encounters, the moments in time that he set up on my story that he knew I was ready. I was uh-huh. ready to hold what he was going to give me. I yep. could carry it, I could grow from it, I could be transformed by it. Yes. And so I, I just as we wrap up, Stacy, I I would love it if you would take a moment to lead all of us into that that dropping down, into that mm. going in into um into that outpost of Eden that each of mm. us have within us and mm. just um let us experience him now
2: i would love to i would love to
0: (laughs) thank you um
2: okay so friends if you're driving just put this on pause Mm. um but come into a quiet place just even turn your phone on silent and turn it face down (laughs) just settle in settle in so that you can have a time this is just you and god now the god of the universe would like to meet with you So first, just take some deep breaths, just noticing your breath. What you're doing is just becoming aware of the present moment, becoming aware of your body. Get comfortable, get in a comfortable position, maybe for you that's lying on the ground, maybe it's sitting, maybe, you know, but sink in. sinking in to, to your body, to your comfort, and we pray, Jesus, come meet with us. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would flood us with light, that you would open up the eyes of our hearts that we might see you. We pray that you would cleanse our imagination so that we see you clearly with the eyes of our heart. We open up our ears as one being taught. We desire to be close to you. We desire to yada, you God to know you so friends you're just sinking in you're just beginning to let the love of God engulf you becoming aware of his presence we're gonna do something a little different right now we're gonna activate Revelation three twenty. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my knock and opens the door, I will come in. I will sup with him. I will be intimate with him. I will linger with him. So I want you to imagine a door. It's particular to you. Just imagine it. There you go. And you see the handle. Go ahead and open it. And there Jesus is. Whether you see him with the eyes of your heart or you don't yet, it's okay, just settle in. I will tell you, his gaze on you is filled with love. His eyes are filled with mercy. And for some of you, the tears are coming because he knows what you have been suffering. He knows what you are living in right now. And there's mercy. And he reaches out his hand, he asks you to come with him and you take it. Jesus, would you take each one of us into the garden of our hearts? That place that is spacious and beautiful and uniquely ours. So walk in with him. Go ahead, go a little further. You're not making this up, Jesus, show me. Show me. Maybe he's taking you to a tree, maybe to a river, maybe to a field of wildflowers. Some of you, it's more rocky and he's taking you up high. Just go with him. Now he's inviting you to sit with him and to rest a while. You can feel his love. What do you want to say to him? Go ahead. Jesus, you ask, what would you like to say to me? Some of you are hearing this, but I will tell you, he is saying it was for you. It is all for you, my beautiful bride, my beloved. Come meet with me often. I long to refresh you in my love, in my presence. I'm not mad at you. I'm not disappointed. I love you. If this was you on your own, you can linger here for as long as you can. But for now, Jesus is going to rise and take your hand and escort you back. Back to that door of your heart knowing that you can come back here anytime because this is where he lives within you. Gaze at his eyes once more and now come back into the room, gently shifting your attention back to where we are. So dear ones, that was um, an accelerated time but I want to tell you about a pause app the pause app that's on uh, the one minute pause and there's a program come 30 days to resilient where my husband increasingly teaches us and, ex- and leads us into encounters into our heart because it's just so life-giving thanks for doing that with me
0: Stacey thank Stacey. you so much that was so, so special sweet. we so, so appreciate sweet. you
1: so grateful for your life for your ministry we just honor you Stacy and John and just for what you've taught all of us yeah. you know and and just the road that you've walked before us to give up be able to give it away it's just it is truly um yeah my life has been marked by yours so yeah. I'm just grateful so
2: and I just I guess I know we're bringing it in for a landing but I want to it- to go to the women don't don't be disheartened if there was nothing there for you do, do it again yeah 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 there, but for, for all those as well that are just in a place of curiosity and wondering or even hopelessness to know that he promises faithful is he who has begun that's right yeah, yeah. And love he, that he will
1: complete it thank, thank you me. so much thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, we would love for you to share it. First of all, with your friends, leave a review. It really helps other people find out about us and anything else you need. You can find it in the show notes. Thanks for listening.